Hello, this is Kier Stoves with Flickfair, an on-demand film festival. Please go to flickfair.com, sign up, and start watching our films today. Also, please remember to vote for your favorite film for our festival. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Uh, once again, I'm Kier, and I will bring Jason in here in just a second. Uh, so he is coming on in. And there he is. Hey, Jason, what's happening, man? Oh, I can't hear you all of a sudden. Oh, you're, you're muted. Hang on one second here. Sorry about that. Now oh, you're yeah. You... <laughs> all right. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Um, so today we are doing another interview uh, for Flickfair, um, and the film selection today will be uh, 500 Miles, a Colorado Trail uh, bikepacking adventure. Um, so I just watched this a couple days ago. Uh, I thought it was a really, really, uh, really good uh, documentary um, from a uh, young filmmaker uh, named Davis, and we'll be bringing him in in just a minute just to talk with him about the uh, about the film itself. Uh, so the basic general skinny is is basically a uh, a journey of a of a, of a of a man basically who's going on a bike ride through Colorado that basically is 540 miles long. Uh, and then obviously he's accompanied with his wife. And so it basically just chronicles uh, him basically riding up like rough terrain and going through rain and going over hills and things of that nature uh, for, for, for roughly 540 miles. So uh, it's a very kind of a grueling test of uh, battle wills, if you will. Um, so I thought it was pretty interesting, um, and the cinematography was was beautiful. I love the landscaping and, and the background of it, and uh, just like the terrain and that sort of thing. Well, you know, it's, it's in Colorado, which is a very very beautiful place. Um, I've been there a couple times myself, um, and uh, the, the the terrain I thought was just amazing. Uh, what was your take on it, Jason? Yeah, same thing. Um, I really I enjoyed it. Uh, made me want to get a bike again because honestly, I haven't. <laughs> I used to ride my bike all the time. I had a newspaper out and everything. I mean, nothing like the Colorado Trail or anything like that, but I'd go on rides with my dad for 10 or 20 miles. That seemed like a long way back then, but uh, right. I haven't owned a bike in probably 20 years, man. Maybe maybe you want to get a bike and do the same thing. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I you know, I know they say, always say like, it's like riding a bike, you know what I mean? But I personally haven't ridden a bike in so long. I'm kind of scared to get on one and actually try riding one, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. been so long since I've actually ridden a bike. So I'm like, will I fall over? I don't know. Um, yeah. you know I ride like the stationary bikes at like the gym and stuff like that. But, uh, but I haven't actually ridden like an actual bicycle bicycle since I was probably a teenager. So it's been, it's been quite some time, you know, and, and I'm 21 now. So, you know, since <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's been quite some time. You haven't um, been 21 for 21 years. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, 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 you're still old. <laughs> by, by three months. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, we're going to go ahead and bring in uh, Davis and uh, chat it up with him for a little bit just to get some inspiration um, about his film. Um, so let me actually bring in the video image of that film. So that's basically the cover. So the 540 miles, a Colorado uh, 
trail uh, bike packing adventure. Um, so, uh, so that's kind of a, just a, a steal of, of the gentleman riding the the bike. And so we're going to bring in Davis now, uh, just so we can kind of chat with him for a little bit and just kind of get his overall take on you know just his inspiration for the film and find out a little bit more details about the film and the process itself. So, um, I'll bring this back down one more time, and then um, I'm going to bring him in real quick. Give me just a second here. And there he is. There's Davis. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Awesome. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining uh, us. Yes, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully it wasn't wasn't too early for you or anything like that. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad since you're you're about an hour ahead of us, I believe. So, right. um, yeah. but day's going good so far. Yeah, going good. How about you guys? Good, good, good. Um, it's a uh, early morning here for us, and uh, I think we're 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 both kind of just getting into it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, but so far so good. So far so good. Um, so you're uh you're uh, not to bring your age, but you're relatively young. So was this your first film that you've worked on, or? So I've done a couple projects. Um, actually, it was in high school all for four years, and I did video classes all my four years in high school. Okay. I've been graduated for about two years now, and I'd say this is the first like big project that I would actually call like a short film. I made a number of student films while I was in the school, um, but those were more of kind of like assignments or passion projects, and this was more of like my first actual like long form documentary type piece. Okay. So uh, yeah, in that regard, it has been kind of my first uh, documentary. Okay. And how did this film basically come about? What 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 inspired you to do this this documentary? I I don't did you know? Uh, I think his name is David, right? That's the gentleman that's uh, right. Dave, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. Um, great question. So it kind of was a mix of just luck and uh, circumstance. Basically, my buddy Connor actually was going on this site called Next Door, and he saw this post from a guy named Dave Bauman who was looking for an, an, a, a trail assistant to go with him on the Colorado trail and fly a drone and help him uh, with some of his travel and stuff like that. So Connor reached out to him and it, di it didn't end up being a great fit for him, but he said, Hey, my buddy Davis loves doing this adventure filmmaking type stuff. So he connected me with Dave and we just kind of chatted and uh, we worked out an arrangement. And so I went with Dave, I ended up going with him on uh, seven of the segments of the trail. And so I filmed him, I think from like July through, or yeah, it was July, through like September roughly. And uh, we had a couple different shoots and then um, we actually ended up making a version for Dave of the documentary that's pretty similar to mine, but I wanted to do a couple more things because I realized when I got back to the editing room and I had all this footage of biking, I was like, well, we have a lot of uh, good content here, but it could use some more um, like nature footage. So we actually ended up going back uh, the next spring and we shot some more sequences like the um, the night star lapse, the whole camping sequence. Mm. And uh, that paid off because I wouldn't have been able to take all my equipment that I used for that time lapse up the first time because we were actually bikepacking. But the second time we kind of staged it. So it was a little bit, um, it's like not a total 100% authentic documentary in that regard. I, I mean, that, that happens, you yeah, know. The, the story, you know, it's worth going back to get the extra footage. So yeah, uh, we uh, all came together though. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny you say that because we were just we just got into a discussion about a film a, a few uh, a few weeks back about cutting for continuity, and that's kind of like the one of the biggest uh, gripes that that you'll see anytime you see a film for like goofs and that kind of stuff. They'll show like where people went back and had to like re-edit like certain like 
scenes and things of that nature that don't necessarily always line up, you know, because mm-hmm. it just, for whatever reason, physically, you can't continue shooting everything all in one one track. You know, you have to go back and do some reshoots and that sort of stuff. So exactly. completely understand yeah. that. Um, so you did part of the bike ride, riding with him. You were on a bike as well. Is, is that? I did. It's, yeah. So it was a mix depending on the segment of either I would hike alongside him and I would just carry my camera stuff. And so for some segments that allowed me to bring like more gear, such as like my Ronin. Um, and that way I could, you know, bring all of my gear. But for some of the longer segments, like for example, 24 through 28, um, basically that whole week was just, I went down to Durango with Dave and Cindy and I rode the trail with Dave. So I, I didn't have room to bring my Ronin. It was really just like, as I, I filled up my whole camera bag with as much gear as I could. And it was like packed to the brim with all my food and everything to be out on the trail for like three days. And that's the last little stretch where we just rode the trail and knocked out the final shots. And honestly, that was probably the best part of the whole thing because I think that stretch of time is just where we got the most money shots. And we had a great stretch of weather. We got so lucky with the weather, like didn't didn't have uh, it was sunny every day. Didn't have like a lot of um, big challenges with like wind or you know a lot of things that could could have come up. So we got For really sure. lucky. There. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, uh, we, we talked a little bit before we started here uh, with, with Colorado and kind of the weather pattern changes. And I was saying that I was there a couple of years ago and like the weather was like so sporadic. It was like just hard to kind of basically imagine from it going like 28 degrees to like, you know, three or four days later, it's like you oh, know yeah. 75 and sunny versus just three days earlier it was like snowing, you know. So, um, yeah. so you got kind of lucky, sounds like, with the filming process. Um, yeah. My question, I, I don't know if I remember or not, how, how long did the entire 540 miles take him to, to ride basically that terrain? So he said it took about six weeks um, for him to do it. He did it on and off. Basically, they would, until for like the first half of the trail, they would go up and just do one segment at a time, drive back to Denver. But I think once they got about halfway, um, like to Camp Hale area, roughly, they just rented a camper, found a camper on Craigslist. And they went out uh, on this three-week adventure where they just uh, took the camper from trailhead to trailhead. And that way they could, you know, Dave could ride a trail. Cindy would pick him up and they would be able to rest and recharge for a little bit and then go out and do the next one and kind of shuttle it back and forth to trailheads. So mm-hmm. that was the most effective way for them to do it. And um, I, I can't see myself if I ever did the trail doing it all in one stretch. I'd probably rather do something like that just to bring Yeah, it yeah, because that, it, yeah, to, to, to do that straight, I, you know, well, for one, for six weeks, I mean, how do you even accomplish that, you know, with food and, and that kind of stuff? So, because, you know, somebody would have to literally be going back and getting you food and bringing it out to you or whatever case may be, because I can imagine there's right. not like a lot of restaurants and stops along the way. So um, from, from my, my, you know, uh, from what I can see from the film. So Mm -hmm. it was mostly nature. So, so yeah, it would be kind of tough to do for, for six weeks straight. Um, You had some questions as well, Jason. Oh yeah. um, Well, I want to echo what Kier said about the, uh, the cinematography was really nice. Um, And I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming those like swooping shots were like a, was that a drone you were using? Yeah, uh, most of the shots, so at the time I had a Mavic Air, and it just fit like right in this little section of my backpack, and then I shot the other uh, handheld shots on my GH5, and those mm. those were my main two tools for putting the whole film together, and uh, it worked really well because they were compact, but it had like good enough quality, um, so yeah, we, we got by for the most part, and I, Dave actually happened to have a Mavic Air as well, so he had... <laughs> I think like three drone batteries. I had three drone batteries. We we would just charge them all up and then like ration them over the three day stretch of being on the trail. And 
we just barely lucked out. Like there were some days where uh, we would get back from a trailhead and I'd be like, okay, my goal is to use all these drone batteries, but not run out. And uh, on like segment seven and eight, I just distinctly remember we went through all like seven of them like perfectly. It was just like at the perfect intervals and we got done. <laughs> it, just, it was such a great uh, stretch of shooting for that segment. For sure. Nice. For sure. Nice. Are there any, um, what are, what are some of the, I've never shot, I'm, well, I don't, you know, me and Kier, we haven't made films since we were in college, but uh, um, I've never used a drone. Is it, what, what are some of the challenges with, with that? Is it easy? Because, it, I mean, it, you get beautiful, beautiful footage with those. Yeah, there's that, that's a great question. Um, I'd say the biggest challenge is the risk of crashing, specifically mm -hmm. with my Mavic Air. It would, at times, this isn't a knock on DJI, I love their stuff, but like my Mavic Air wouldn't always respond the way I would tell it to. I have a Mavic 2 Pro now, and that thing, I trust it like to fly wherever. I'll just like, even if it's far away, it doesn't matter. Like I have total confidence, confidence in that thing. But my Mavic Air, there was a couple times where I came really close to literally crashing the drone <laughs> in the top of a tree, like 70 feet up, and it would, it would get stuck there, and I would lose all the footage. And it was like, terrifying to think about yeah, that because there's really no way to get back up there and get that up no, that, you know no, yeah you can't climb up there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point we're pretty much like probably at least 30 40 miles in either direction from the trailhead um because mm. this is kind of on a pretty remote stretch oh, yeah we're in the middle that's right and there's this tree and it's like that high up it's like there's no way you're getting that drone back and i just remember i was like bringing it back and i looked up and i was like oh my god oh my god i hit the pause <laughs> button and it was the tree was here and it was flying like right up to it. I mean, it got within three, four feet and I tried to go forward, but it was frozen because it was like, I don't want to move. So I had just, yeah. I, it was like, just push it up, just go up. And so I went up and it was such a close call, but we lucked out there. But yeah, there was nice. definitely uh, a number of challenges and just things that came up along the way that, that were uh, funny a little bit. Good stories. What what was yeah. Dave's inspiration? I mean, obviously he's an avid bike rider, but uh, had he ridden this this trail before? I couldn't remember if this was his first time doing like the full 540 miles or... or... That's a great question. Yeah, so we actually didn't even go into it with the idea of making a documentary. Um, he just wanted to get some cool drone footage. And so he had me go along with him and he was thinking, well, maybe we can put this into montage or like a music video. And we actually ended up doing that. But once we got back to the editing room, I kind of sat down with him and I was like, hey, we have so much footage here. Like we should do an interview and like tell the story mm -hmm. of all this because these music videos are cool, but they don't capture all, all the experience that we went through, like all the, the pain and the mm -hmm. payoffs and all the views and summits and sunrise and all the different you know aspects that you experience when you're out there on the trail. And so we decided to put together the whole documentary and that's kind of where um, I sat down and interviewed Dave. I interviewed his wife, a mm -hmm. um, couple of his friends. And then we also went back up and did that uh, night hyperlapse of the stars. Cool. Cool. Um, and he was doing this more, he does this more just for, for like exercise or for fun or just, just like a battle of wills that testing himself or. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a bucket list item from, from him for, from what I understand. He, uh, he's always wanted to do this. And so, um, he was retired, I think like a year before he decided to do this. And okay. since he was going about it, he just, uh, thought it'd be cool to get around video. And so that's kind of where I came into the equation. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. I, I've yeah. seen, I know, I've known of other people that have done 
other types of rides this and they usually they're either like you said it's like a bucket list thing or they're doing it for some sort of cause or something of that nature and i just wasn't a hundred percent sure what his overall motivation is but it, it's definitely a right. battle of wills for something like that you know even if he did take some breaks and things of that nature it's still quite uh, uh quite a challenge to to, to ride that 540 definitely. mile trek or terrain um so that's pretty cool um did you did you have any other additional questions, Jason, specifically about the? I, I was cur I was curious about like the because uh, you know I've never I'm not I'm not much of an outdoorsman to be honest. Um, as you can see, I spend a lot of time indoors watching movies, but uh, um, so I've never even gone camping to be honest. Um, what so what is the food situation like when you're when you're trying to when you're I assume out you know there's no like here so there's no restaurants there's no gas stations probably very often. Um, what kind? Of, what kind of food do you bring? Do you cook anything? Do you, is it all like pre-wrapped stuff, or, or what's that like? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, on the trail, what we would often have is like either little wraps, just like compact calories, like uh, mm -hmm. mixed nuts or something, just stuff that has a lot of uh, caloric density, but doesn't take up a lot of space in your bag. Um, we'd have these little like mountain house dehydrated backpacking meals. You basically like have a little jet boil and you can boil water, uh, which you mm. find on the trail and you filter that and boil it. And then uh, you can mix the, you can make, use that to make these backpacking meals. Um, they're actually pretty good. So we ended up doing that uh, while we were on the trail. And then Cindy and Dave just had, um, they brought a lot of food along with them, like oh, a yeah. camper. And so right. they just, you know, use that and then restock it at the grocery store when they're going into town, stuff like that. So that's kind of how the food situation worked out. Cool. I was just curious. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then I remember him saying something about like how much fuel he was burning in terms of riding. Yeah, two or three thousand calories a day. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's yeah, insane. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of weight. You're pedaling all that around on a bike, so it definitely burns a lot of calories. Yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. imagine, um, and I, I only knew that just from I, I've seen like another documentary where like Michael Phelps, who was you know, when he was competitively swimming, he was, he was burning something like 10,000 calories. And so like, he had to like eat like these massive meals and things of that nature. So I always <laughs> wonder like if you're riding a bicycle all day, I can imagine you're burning uh, tons of calories as well. So yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, um, I guess how much, how much ground could you guys cover like in a day, um, you know, in terms of the, the ride itself? Like what, I mean, how many miles were you doing on average per day on the stretch you were with them? So I think from what I remember, once we were doing the filming, we were, I had my Garmin and I was kind of measuring, um, which is like a little device that you use to track the amount of distance that you cover. Um, and it, you can plan out routes or like see how far you've gone, stuff like that, navigate. So uh, looking at my Garmin, I think I remember we were getting like two miles an hour, which is really slow for biking because normally without filming, you'd go a lot faster than that. But right. um, when we would be biking, you know, we would stop, unzip the bag, get out the camera, set up the drone, get up in there. That adds like 10 minutes to like a little section here. Then we wrap it all back up, keep going until there's another good shot, unzip it, get the camera out, turn it on. Okay, do this, go by, and then put it all back in and keep going. So, it, you know, it, it ends up slowing the whole process down quite a bit. Um, but I'd say we kind of covered on average like about one segment per day. Um, and I'd say each segment, like that's roughly – 15 to 20 miles, I'd say, in a day it was pretty realistic for that that rate. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I can imagine it, it's going to slow you down more if you were just 
just riding and have somebody like behind you following with like a camera or something of that nature because you're you're not like going for speed you're just kind of going for, for 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 distance in that in that sense so. yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 awesome awesome well um yeah i mean like i said i really enjoyed the 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 documentary itself i thought it was uh, very interesting um and like i said i i you know and and you know we 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 look at a lot of documentaries on flick fair and they have a lot of like short films and things of that nature and this is technically a short film as well um but we tend to favor more of the documentaries that, that are interesting that are doing something that that i you know i i prefer documentaries where they're doing something that i don't do often or i don't see often and something about bike riding that's something i don't know a whole lot about because i've never really been like a competitive back bike rider other than just like high school riding a bicycle to school or something of that nature um but um yeah i, I just thought it was very interesting and fascinating to to learn about you know what what goes through that process and you know how one decides to to take on whatever it is you know whether it's 100 miles or or you know 540 miles you know i just think that's an interesting take that you don't see every day and you don't hear about every day that people are doing things of this nature. So I, I thought it was really an interesting topic. Um, you know, I guess, you know, what's kind of what's, what's next for you at this point? Um, well, I want to definitely keep on doing this adventure filmmaking type stuff. I really enjoy it. And I think there's uh, just cool stories out there. Um, it's, it's very uh, physically challenging, but you know, I think it also pays off because you get some of the, you can, you can actually document some of just the grandeur of the world out there. And so uh, one of the projects I'm working on right now, it's almost done, is actually another mountain bike film. It's a little bit shorter. It's about 10 minutes, but it's a, I don't want to give away too much, but it's pretty much a uh, 14er mountain bike film. So we shot it actually in October with a buddy of mine. And um, basically we went up on, uh, on the tallest peak in Colorado and we, uh, the goal was to get to the top at sunrise. And so we ended up um, going up there and then uh, filming the whole ascent and descent. And we're telling the story of that right now. So it should be published here pretty soon. I'd say like within the next month, I'll be, I'll be releasing that. So Awesome. Um, yeah. we're, so that does bring up another question. So were you, uh, were you an avid bike rider before this documentary? Or did you just kind of get into that, I guess due to process or, or after um actually i was on the high school mountain bike team and okay and i went to yeah i went to Lawson valley high school and they had a mountain bike team the whole state of colorado kind of has like a, a north and a south division of mountain biking and so um we would have you know racing seasons in the fall and uh yeah that was a really great time and that's kind of how i i got, got into it. it my sophomore year and i just really started to pick it up and kind of fell in love with it so been That's doing pretty that awesome. For, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Good nice. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, whenever you get that project uh, up and running, um, you know, let us know. I mean, we'll we'll take a look at that one as well, and we can have you back and we can talk more about that one as well. Um, <laughs> did you have any additional questions, Jason? Uh, no. No, I think we covered everything I was wondering about. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to add or want uh, any viewers to know, Davis, um, about yourself, about the film? projects or anything of that nature or um i mean i guess just if anybody's out there like wanting to make their own film um just know that like it it definitely will come with challenges but <laughs> once you get through those and like it might even come with uncertainty and doubt that like there was a lot of times on the trail where i thought oh man this is this is like sketchy like i don't know if we'll like we would get 
stuck <laughs> out 10 miles from the trail in the dark and uh, like needing to get back to camp and just like literally walking down this sketchy like Jeep road, like all kinds of stuff came up um, that we didn't really know how, how we were going to get through. But uh, that's kind of just the process of filmmaking. So when those kind of things come up, you just got to you know, stay focused on the vision and, um, and it will pay off in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, that does bring up one yeah. question that I did forget to ask you yeah. was how long was the process, the process, um, how long did it take from beginning in including, including all the, the editing and post editing and things of that nature for you to, to complete it from beginning to end? Yeah. Great question. So once I added in all the days of, um, like out on the trail, so we, we had like a number of days shooting and then once you add in the, the nighttime, uh, hyperlapse that we shot, um, the interviews, and just like days of like driving and um, you know getting to locations and stuff like that. It was about 21 days of shooting, and then the post editing process took kind of a couple months, but that's because I was editing it on and off because um, I had other projects going on as well. And so, in total, I think the editing it was it was definitely well over 100 hours of editing to get the whole thing together. Um, we also had like a good amount of kind of touch ups and revisions. So. I would guess like between 130 and 140 hours to put the whole thing together, but um, but it definitely paid off. I, I, I remember like I just so wanted to be done with the editing because I was like hating <laughs> my computer. It was, it was slow, it just crash, but I just had to get through it and paid off. And um, just one follow-up question with that: in your in your opinion, how was the uh, how has the reception of the film been for you? How how was it? How's how how's it been? How's it been going for you? Um, I've honestly been kind of surprised it did a lot better than I expected. I think it, uh, I, I released it in like summer of last year and I had you know, not a ton of views for a while. I probably had like, uh, three to 5,000, which I don't, I don't make this kind of stuff for the views to begin with. I just do it because it's fun. And in this case, it was also a deal for me and Dave as well. So, um, but we were kind of happy because it actually, I don't know why, but the YouTube algorithm just kind of decided to start showing it to more people and mm -hmm. so it popped off recently and um it's it's done pretty well and we've also put it into some film festivals um and gotten a couple of awards as well so it's been yeah i've been pretty thrilled definitely did not expect it to um get a lot of views or that's at least awesome. as many so yeah well that's awesome it's good to you oh, know nice. to see it I, I know you probably didn't go into it like you said with the intentions of it being like this you know huge project and, and that sort of thing but it always is interesting to see some uh some payoff for for the work that you're doing for it for sure so um that's always it's always a good uh, uh, i guess an incentivizer to, to go and do another project <laughs> when the first yeah, one absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, for sure for sure well like i said we definitely look forward to uh your next project uh we thank you for taking time to uh sit down with us today and um and then like i said we'll make sure we get you a copy when we get this uploaded um like i said it's on flick fair right now um and then um so that's that's where we we found it you can watch it there and then obviously i'm sure you could google um and find it and i'm sure it's you have it probably uploaded in other avenues as well but uh we got it on flick fair and so that's kind of where we have been directing individuals to go watch it so um but cool. Um, so, and that's kind of what we like about Flick Fair is to kind of give everybody, every like a lot of the the smaller filmmakers, the guys that are just starting out, kind of an opportunity. The short film, uh, short films, and some longer films as well. So it's a good, it's a good platform that you can actually because you submit to their film festival and then they put it on their website as well. And there's not a lot of film festivals that actually do that. That actually 
will showcase your entire film on their on their website, so you, it gives everybody an opportunity to kind of watch it, and then they can vote on it as well. So I think it's kind of a cool avenue as well to get you some more views and some more exposure. So, well, cool. Awesome. Well, anything else you wanted to add before we let you go today? Um, I don't think so, but thanks again so much for having me on. It's, it's really an honor, and I appreciate your guys' time. Absolutely. Um, as always, you. You know, if you if you like our channel, we ask that you like and subscribe to uh, Sacktown Movie Buffs, of course. Uh, make sure you hit the bell notification so you don't miss any updates. We also want to make sure you uh, direct your attention to Flickfair, and you can find this film there as well um, to check that out. And uh, as always, we'll be back again with another show, and we thank you guys for watching, and we, all, we hope everybody has a great day. Bye. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Oh, absolutely. We thank you so much for watching our podcast. Be sure to visit flickfair.com and also be sure to sign up and start watching hundreds of streaming titles today. Have a great day. Bye.